Yo, 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 welcome to Club Shadow episode 280. 20 episodes from 300 and a month away from three years anniversary of Club Shadow. Ain't that, ain't that beautiful? I hope everybody's doing great. I hope everybody is in the best spirits. I hope you had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. I rest a lot. I, I work a little bit but rest a lot um this show is brought to you by shadowware the gods of good 40 this i'm tired shadowware gods of good fortune it is midnight and 41 in lisbon portugal stream royalty for the month of february is mr dantana in three days we have a new stream royalty the slot will be empty so any donation will make you the next stream royalty. Thanks to all the sponsors who are supporting this show. Uh, never hesitate, never forget to support from time to time if this show brings you uh, whatever it brings you. I know what it brings to me. We had that conversation about what the show brings to people. Um, what else uh, did I want to say? Is that it? Yeah. I had, a, I had a great weekend. I think I took, I think I, from the 13 kilos I lost, I think I, I probably won another one back because this week I've, I was not able to control my, my eating. I was really good for three months and um, I've been a little thing, but tomorrow back in business. That's the good thing. I met a, a woman that is a nutritionist and she told me that the most important is not to to be consistent whatever is that whenever you you gain back a little bit of weight and you you lose track the most important is not being too not to care too much about it and go back on track and you can we can you can retake it back and so tomorrow wake up i'm going to walk 10 kilometers uh and go to the gym as well and uh go back to uh my healthy hitting habits good thing i haven't been back on sugar so why these women love to make noise while i'm alive i don't know why hi how's everybody doing Toujours la première, new nice picture. Salut Sabrina. Milliardaire, hello, long time. How are you? You good? I hope you're good. Jujuzan, how are you? How you been? Urban, what's good? One night. Lydia, hello. Merci, merci, merci. Yannick, what up? How are you? Jordan, what up? What up? What up? What's good, finest R&B? Ooh, en jeans, c'est pas cool, ça. In my house, everybody's sick as well. I'm the only one who's <laughs> going through the drops. All of them 
like it's two kids right one baby of one year our daughter is five my wife is and her sister and when one of them is sick i usually tell them i would advise you to you know try to stay away from each other when you're sick but no when one is sick they just stick together keep kissing each other so what happened is now everybody's sick because that's the way it works right <laughs> they're like oh kiss us too oh hell no <laughs> you sleep there i sleep on the couch until you stop being sick because <laughs> And I take my medicine before and I tell them, hey, listen, if one one is sick, just take some medicine before so that, you know, but no, listen, I'm, everybody has their own logic. I'm not here to control people. So I'm going to take care of my logic. is what it is let me go let me go on instagram i'm gonna go i'm gonna go on instagram and send a message to a few people and tell them that i'm live now let me see you know something that i really love is that um our episode 278 people really loved it People really, uh, yeah, enjoyed the, the conversation with Bonnie. A lot of people really, uh, what was that? A lot of people felt um, touched by the story. Because, um, you know, you always get the story from the powers that be, the media, the mainstream media. And uh, of course, they, they like to paint a picture of the world that is black and white, where one is the good, the good people and uh, the other one is the bad people. But we all know that the world is not like this. Um, even, if, even in a family of bad people, there's a good person. And in a lot of families of good people, there's always one bad person. We all have one in our families. So, if people can uh, tell their stories, a lot of people from that era reach out to me telling me that it was amazing, that uh, they all felt that way, that she, had, she, she was a voice that uh, uh, needed to be heard because a lot of the people uh, are scared to, to say how they felt as kids back then because growing up privilege you receive a lot of hate in a world where you know especially in europe like france belgium those places where people hate uh, the rich um the thing is this everybody's trying to be rich but at the same time is everybody's hating on those who are rich but the worst part is people hating on people who didn't, who didn't choose to be rich because if your parents are rich it's not your fault you were, you were just born. 
so uh a lot of people feel that way where they feel that they can't complain because uh whatever they felt was not valid because they lived good but the trauma who cares and um the the way the media dehumanizes people like he's just a bad person so then you can hang somebody or show uh, a dead person on live television and keep it on youtube like like you can you can see this on french television showing pictures of uh, videos of Gaddafi dead and because they decided that it is a bad person it's okay but that person has kids that person has family parents people that loved them and the excuses that because we are the good people we can do the most evil thing well it is starting not to work anymore and uh this is why it's important for uh people who people from all walks of life to be able to tell their stories and uh listen i'm glad that i can be the vehicle of, of that and uh, uh i'm glad that i inspired a lot of people even my mom called me to tell me that um yeah it was beautiful and uh yeah she told me to send a, a message to to her because you know my mom know all these kids because we all grew up in the same upper class style so it's a uh, yeah it's a beautiful thing a lot of people are asking for uh, a part two, and uh, yeah we'll do a part two. uh some people are saying um yeah we want part two, but in lingala i'm like <laughs> the channel is english what's wrong with you people yeah we want part two, but in french see that's my thing with people with congolese people most of the time they never come to your show and the day they discover your show they have a lot of things to say oh you should do this you should do that you should do this yo sit down relax welcome to the show you don't speak english it's time to learn there's a reason why it's in english i'm not going to explain it all the time it's there there's a video that explains why go search for it and stop trying to come to other people's platform and explaining to them how they should they supposed to do things you will have more views if I didn't tell you that I didn't want more views. I didn't tell you nothing. I didn't ask you for your opinion. Just tell me if you like it, you don't like it, you enjoy the story, you didn't enjoy the story. Everything else, keep it for the other channels that you watch. But it's it's so interesting how uh, it's always the people that never come here that the day they discover they have something to say. And this is something that is very, very, uh, yeah, people from a country, they love to do this. Uh, you should do this this way oh, you should have more this oh, you should have more please we want you should only only interview people from congo it's like yo who are you guys <laughs> it's like you're not even subscribe where are you coming from <laughs> but listen anyway i uh i'm still happy that everybody enjoyed it and listen we already have 55 people here and i only see four likes i don't i don't I, you guys go and put some likes rapidement what the hell? 
strong with these people. Um, yeah, the chat is. I watch. Uh, I watch again my your five in, hour interview with Stevie at work. Ah, oh, that's a nice one. I have to watch it again. I have actually. I have to repost some parts of that that interview on my Instagram. Now that that posting long videos on Instagram counts like reels, it might be a time to to repost some of them. Um, Joel, how are you? How you doing? So from my my episode 280, 98, my mom was telling me like, yeah, thank God Joel was there because you don't remember any date. Damn, son. Like, you don't know nothing about the country. I was like, mom, I left when I was seven. I was in France. <laughs> of course, I don't know. I don't know nothing. I, I heard stuff. So I'm asking questions. <laughs> uh, uh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Let me look at, do I? <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> hey, what up, IGWT? From Gabal? I had to get my surgery this Friday, but it's on March 27th now. Oh, not in the month. Oh. Are you feeling down because you're not doing your surgery or just because uh, you're feeling down? Listen, don't be obsessed with surgeries. That's all I have to say. That's a tool. Use it, but don't abuse it. Oi, Chizira. Beijinho de Lisboa. Free was good. <clears throat> I know. Please go to the comments under the videos and tell them. Because I'm. Thing is this. I've realized one thing. A lot of people. They comment. What up, Mamandalia? A lot of people. They put comments. But they don't even check before commenting. It's something that I've realized online. Um, an example that I have all the time but listen all the time is uh oh when are you coming back to music why did why did you disappear why did you retire and i'm like i do a song every friday every friday i have a new song for the last three years meaning that i have released probably the last four years, something like 200 songs and remixes. And 
I would believe that before asking an artist that I like, especially if I say, I'm, a, I'm your number one fan, I love your music. I would believe that before saying, asking anything like, why did you disappear? We don't see you anymore on my the YouTube channel of the said artist. I would maybe check or same thing in your TikTok or on your Instagram where sometimes my last post, my last post or maybe three posts ago, I just post a cover for a new song or I just released an album with 50 songs and four years before another album with 40 songs, that's 90 songs. And I did from those 40 songs plus 50 songs, probably I remixed 50 songs out of these albums and I had 10 remixes of each, which means 500 remixes. Maybe before telling me, where did you go? I don't see you. Maybe you would first check. Just check. You go, you check. Hey, did he release anything new? Oh, he didn't release anything. In, oh, I released something last week. No, they don't care. They just come out of nowhere and they say, why did you disappear? Why don't you do music anymore? And you're like, what's wrong with all these people? Like, what's wrong with people on the internet who pretend? Like, listen, if you just tell me that you don't know me, right? Uh, or you, yeah, I used to listen to your music, whatever. Oh, do you have something new? I reply to you. Yeah, brand new album, Band to Royalty, it's there. And then they reply, wow, 50 songs, it's amazing, right? Uh, and then they go check it out. But most of these people, they start with, oh my God, I love you so much. I'm your number one fan. Damn, too bad you stopped doing music. Where, where did you go? And me, I'm like, you on my profile commenting. All you need to do is go to the profile and check if there's something new. And you will see that there's a lot of new things. But no, you just come and put your comment. And I don't even bother replying because they just put their comments and they never come back. So if you reply to them, hey, I did this, 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 this. They don't reply. They never reply back. They just like. They just want to talk to talk. So it's funny. Uh, which one the post I did was on TikTok. Wait, let me go to my TikTok. Sorry. Let me go to my TikTok. Uh, what was this post that I put? Um, I forgot. What, I think it was this one. Something funny, I put whatever. For some reason, it had 3,000 likes, lots of thing. And look at this person. Where did you go? Somebody else said something. Uh, hey, Keisha, you disappeared like love. Disappeared in the heart of people. What? And it's funny, like, so I mean, it's not a, it's not everybody, but you have a lot of people. Okay, and they will be like, 
Where did you go again? Like, and yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> People are funny. Listen, follow me on TikTok. I, are, hey, eleven thousand followers already. Look at that. I just started really using my TikTok like a few a few months ago. It's, it's, I blocked somebody like I post that one that girl dancing on something going on, and uh, one girl uh, and I love this girl because she she always posts on uh, on that song. She has like lots of videos on that song, and yeah, she's really cool. One girl, see another one. Oh, Kesha, qu'est-ce que tu es devenu? J'écoute toujours tes chansons. I'm here, sister. Let me tell her. Kesha.tv. Boom. Find me there. Uh, and there's a girl. Well, I already blocked her. And she's like, yeah, you're a hypocrite because in your music videos, you never had black women. And I was like, what is this idiot talking about? I had, in my music videos, I had all types of girls, every type. Because me, it's not about your color. It's about, yeah, do I, do I like you? Uh, for my music video, depending on the music video I so I had. White people, Asian people, black people, light skin, mixed, Brazil, China, everywhere. This is the Ondiqua video, actually. Uh, they really wanted to do a video with only uh, like African people. No, I said, no, nah, I want to be cosmopolite because I live in Paris where it's cosmopolite. It's people from all walks of life talking together. And everybody at that time in 2003 was saying, no, that's not a good idea. It's an African song. And I was like, no, I want, this is the way I view the world. This is the way I do things. And so I had in that video, I have everybody from all colors. And I have a video for Be With You where the girl is darker than me. And then I have other videos where it's different. But you have some people, they're going to see two videos or they're going to see one video and they're just going to talk without checking. Listen, when you say stuff online, at least check before coming and say stuff and get banned. Maybe they don't. I mean, listen, that's people online. It's it's not that it matters that much to me. It's just that I just find it interesting that people come with opinions and they... they, they they're not able to, they don't even care about finding out the truth. They just want to come and leave their their comments and and they think, I don't know, they created whatever. I don't know. It's, it's them. And uh, this is why we are in the world where we are today. Because people are only into emotion and factless... Uh, commenting and just coming with their two cents uh, without really trying to 
check themselves before before they open their their mouths that's interesting it's why is everybody sending me private messages on uh okay my instagram is I, i'm waiting for instagram to give me the possibility to to be live on instagram at the same time that i'm live here that's that's when it's going to be fun soon um wait this chat is where was i in the chat because of my surgery i'm sad because the surgeon said i couldn't have the nose i want i have a problem with myself because i haven't been loved by my family so I don't love myself. The thing is this. If your family doesn't love you, the club shadow loves you. So, well, no, no disrespect to your family. But fuck them. I long, you know, I learned I learned long time ago that um, it's not because you have the same blood uh, as people that they are amazing people you can have the same blood as a a murderer as a uh, a horrible person and some nice people too and listen you can be brothers and sisters or parents and whatever and people can be horrible to you and they can even not like you even if they put you in this world because of your choices because of how you look for whatever reason you know what in life you create your own family in reality you know once you are 18 you are an independent person you're an independent human being and you can decide who are your brothers who are your sisters who are the people who are your circles right it's something that my mom told me early in my life you know hey mom why you why you don't talk to that person? I thought she was your cousin. And my mom was like, hey, listen. <laughs> in life, you have to create your circles. And at a point, you have to decide who you want to smile to and who you don't have to smile to. So I believe that if you are doing surgeries because you don't love yourself and uh, you just want to have a nose that looks like such and such to feel better this will not actually fix what you need to be fixed by talking to a specialist uh talking to people that uh can show you the way to love yourself is not really physical i mean hey listen it's cosmetic looking the way you you want to look having a different noise or whatever or even, even me like i really i really love myself way more i look myself more in the mirror now that i lost uh 13 kilos and i um i can't wait to lose another 10 to really and, and yeah i'm always in, in front of the mirror looking at my abs i'm like oh they, they're coming out so yeah physical part is very important in in the loving oneself but nobody should ever 
love themselves because of the opinions of anybody brothers sisters parents friends strangers on the internet listen i couldn't care less personally uh you know i i i come from a a special background i come from a rich background i lived in paris in the in the beautiful neighborhoods and uh when we went into hip-hop dancing and and uh and yeah tagging the walls in in the in the rich neighborhoods and being the little hip-hop zulu kids uh of those neighborhoods uh, a lot of the people who who used to walk with us Uh, at the Trocadero near the, the Eiffel Tower in Paris, a lot of those people, I didn't know where they came from. I didn't know how far they would go or come to, or maybe their mom was a worker at an apartment and that's why they lived in those neighborhoods. I have no idea. I never asked because I didn't care because I didn't even know. I just arrived from from uh, from Congo Uh, in in the 80s when I was seven and uh, now that I'm 16 17 18 and I'm discovering rap I just want to rap I don't I don't know there's a that there's a you have to you have to prove that you are from the streets or you are poor or you are this or you or you live in Sarcelles or wherever to rap to me hey What these things, what Public Enemy, Naughty by Nature, Pete Rock and Seal, Smooth, Beastie Boys, LL Cool J, what they do, I want to do that. That's my passion. That's what I listen to. And I write some rhymes and I make some beats and hey, I want to do music. That's all I know. So I hang out in Trocadero with the dancers, with the people who are in music. And in the beginning... Nobody knew who I was, but I was dressed well because uh, I would ask my dad for the, the hip hop stuff every time my dad would go to 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 talk with the people at the UN or to see the ambassadors or do his political stuff in in New York. I would ask him, "Hey, bring me some starters, bring me this, bring me that." So he would bring me a ton of them because it was cheap out there in the US, where it was expensive here in Paris. I mean, here, there, and. You know, I'm there. And so I'm always there, always well-dressed, always glasses, da-da-da-da. And in the beginning, everybody's liking me. Everybody's telling me that I'm cool. Everybody's telling me that, uh, hey, we should do this, we should do that. You, you're such a great person. Uh, we should work together, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm starting to, to form my little, be part of a little b-boy crew of Trocadero. So, you know... We walk at Champs-Élysées, we walk at Trocadero, etc. And one day we were supposed to go to the movies. And before going to the movies, uh, one of our friends, uh, I think he was a hairdresser, and he said uh, he was supposed to fix the hair of everybody. And because I lived not far from Trocadero, I told everybody, hey, I live four metro stops from here. Let's just go to my house and we do our hair. And then we, yeah. So we all go there. We all there, you know, 
walking in the street, hip hop, whatever. And uh, we arrive in my neighborhood. And everybody is telling me, yo, yo, you live in. Oh, like I didn't know that my 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 streets and the neighborhood was really the richest area of Paris. So it's, it's the 16th district is where really like the, the rich, rich people live. So we arrived not far from Port de Passy, etc. We, we arrive at my, my metro, Jasmine. And so we're walking and everybody's like, ah, oh, yeah, oh, this neighborhood. So I believe they thought that maybe my, my parents were uh, um, maybe working for a big family. And we, we, ha we were in the the maids chambers like a lot of people who work for these families sometimes they live in the the little studios that those people when they buy a big apartment they also have three four little studios that come with it for the people that work with them so maybe some of them their parents were doing that and maybe they thought my parents were doing that as well i have no clue so so we arrive at my door and you have the employee door it's a small door And then you have the big door. And uh, so we arrive, Boulevard de Montmorency. Uh, and I just there. I turn on the key, open the big gates, and everybody's a little shocked. I go in. We take the elevator. We arrive to the second floor. I open the door to the house. And it's a 400 meter square, massive, giant apartment. And just the just the hole that like when you enter the apartment you just have a long hole that hole you can put a full apartment in there because that hole was probably 50 meters square then you had two huge living rooms my parents living rooms and the kid living room and then you had the dining room and then you had a the kitchen and then you had a long ass corridor long on the way to my parents' bedroom and my sister's bedroom. And, and then on the side, you had my mother's sister's bedroom. And then you had my brother's and my brother and I's bedroom. I don't remember how many bedrooms that place had. You had one, two, three, four bedrooms, but you could actually divide them into eight because they were huge bedrooms. And uh, My sister had a bathroom. My little sisters have their own bathroom, and I, we and my my brother and I, we my brother and I, my brother and I, we had our bathroom. And my parents had their whole bedroom that was a, an apartment inside of the apartment. Huge place. So we walk in there, and my parents were not in 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 my parents were in Congo, and um, I. So we walk. We walk, we walk, we walk, we walk like a good two, three, four minutes to arrive to my bedroom. When we arrive to my bedroom, I say, yeah, okay, guys, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can put your, your coats there and uh, yeah, we can do the the hair in the in my bathroom. And all the guys, they look at me like, yo, you really live here? And I was like, yeah, why? I had no clue that the apartment was huge. I had no clue. Wait, let me show you my street where I grew up. I think it's on Google Map, right? Google Maps. Google Maps. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. 39 Boulevard de Montmorency, 7506 Paris. 
there it is that's my street weight can i go to there you go all right so that's where i grew up exactly where i grew up that's where i grew up that that's my street <laughs> so this was the old this is the old uh, there used to be a train here but it stopped uh stopped being trains passing there so that's where we would go and do our little tagging uh this is where my ex tried to run on me with her red car <laughs> and this is okay that's where i used to live oh okay that was the door this was oh sorry i cannot go in front okay this is the door for employees and this is the main door and our apartment was from here until was it yeah it was from here until there the whole thing and it went all the way to the back of the building so that was a huge place and uh yeah this is the this is the very good neighborhoods of uh of paris here you have rue raffet and then here you have boulevard suchet uh boulevard Maréchaux, and then this takes you to porte porte boulevard suchet which take you if you go far 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 away it will take you to um how you call this to porte porte de porte de Oh, the street? Yeah, the doors. It will take you to Porte de la Muette or Porte d'Auteuil. Yeah, you had Porte de Saint-Cloud and then uh, rich neighborhoods. Anyway, that's not the story. Uh, so once these guys tell me, you live here for real, for real? I'm like, yeah, why? Listen, I've never been to somebody else's house. We were very protected as kids. Our parents, uh, we never took the subway until maybe we were 16. We always had a driver. We always had security. We always had uh, people living with us in the house, people cleaning our stuff. We were very little princes and princesses. So... When I discover hip hop and I'm, I'm 18 now and I'm walking around and meeting new friends and taking the subway by myself and going, I have, I'm super naive about the world and how, about how the world works. I believe that if I smile to people, they will smile back to me. And so we are just there and everybody I meet, I'm just happy to meet them everybody that's into hip-hop i'm super happy to talk hip-hop about them because i know everything about hip-hop etc etc and i'm black they're black for me we're all the same i don't realize that no in life in this world there's levels there's casts and i'm i'm around here they're here i have no clue i don't know nobody ever told me that all i know is that we love the same thing so we cool my, my, my mother always told me hey don't bring don't bring people at home that are don't bring like anybody at home like you can bring people from school etc 
but don't bring all these strangers you meet in the street. And I was like, but that day I understood. Soon as they saw like my bedroom, my TV, I had TV in my bedroom back in the days, that was something. Uh, and soon as they, yeah, they, they saw my, my little home studio at that time. Uh, uh, my bedroom had like a, a terrace with, on the back of the apartment, my, my, my bedroom had a terrace that had a view to a little garden. Like it was really like living in with the rich people. So they do the hair and everybody's like normal, more or less. And then when we arrive to the cinema, so everybody had their, I don't know how much was movies at the time. Let's say 50 euro, 50 francs. Because this is the, this is the, we are in probably in 90, 92 probably. So we are going to the movies to see whatever movie. And uh, when we arrive to the counter, all of them are like, no, no, you pay. You pay, you're rich. You're not like us. You pay. You pay for the movies. And I was like, what? No, no, you pay for the movies. Starting now, you pay for the movies. You pay for the rest. You pay for everything. I was like, what's wrong with you guys? And they were like, it's not that they changed, but they changed. It was like, oh, this guy betrayed us pretending that he's, uh, he's like us when in reality this guy has nothing to do with us and yeah he's a, he, your parents are rich you were, you are rich and I was like no I'm not rich I don't have money I just received my pocket money uh, as everybody and I listen I have no idea that what I was receiving was a lot too but you, you see it's then people change with you then people start being then people started hating and then everybody that everywhere that I would go people would say yeah no no you know this guy ah, yeah, no, no, no. and so every time I was going to rap in places guys would the girls would be happy to see me but a lot of the guys they would just be like this because uh and I remember one guy was like yo I love the way you rap and I was like yo you love the way I rap but Whenever I'm performing, you and your friends are just watching with menacing. You just like, as I'm performing. And then uh, you're like, yeah, you know, you know, I know it's true, but in reality, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, bro. But uh, when, whenever you're on stage, everybody's like, no, nah, no, nah, for him, we don't, we don't move our head. We don't, we don't support because he's, he's rich. And me, I was like, wait a minute. I don't choose which balls I come from, all right? I was just born. And yeah, I was born maybe in the right place. You don't know our struggles. You don't know how what it is to be there. But you cannot hate for something that I didn't, I didn't choose. But yeah, that's where it was. And now, everywhere I would go, I had to prove to people that I was worthy of singing. And worse for everybody, I had so much talent that everywhere I would go, I would kill it. So people will hate even more because they were like, 
not only this motherfucker is rich, but also he has fucking talent. So we hate him. So now I have people telling me, be careful. Some people want to put a knife in your back. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it took me a long time, a very long time. Trust me. It took me probably until I was 20, 30. To ask myself, why do I need the approval of all these people? The people from the French rap community, uh, same thing for the people from the Zouk community. Uh, now the excuse was, yeah, you're not from the West Indies. Yeah, I'm still number one. What you want me to do? Then it was the Kizomba people. Yeah, you're not even from Angola or from Cap Verde. I'm still number one. It's not my fault. It's the music. The music speaks for itself. The talent speaks for itself. You ugly, it's not my fault if I'm cute. It's not my fault. So at a point, one day I just woke up, I remember, frustrated for whatever reason because another person was hating on me for something that I didn't do. It's just like people don't like you because, yeah, you have everything. You're talented. You can write. You can make beats. Da, 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 and you come from a good family. And yeah, you didn't suffer in life. All that shit. And at a point I was like, yeah, fuck all these people. Because why does it matter to me what strangers think? What does it matter to me what the people who have no... Um, arguments are always going to use the same thing. They're going to use that. Oh, you, it's because you're white. Oh, it's because this. Oh, it's because you have this privilege. Oh, it's because you that. Oh, it's because you have long hair. Oh, it's because you're a light-skinned girl. Oh, it's because this. Oh, it's because that. Oh, it's because you come from this. And in reality, you cannot let people's insecurity be sent to you. Because actually, all these people are insecure about themselves. Listen, Steve Jobs was a Syrian refugee that got adopted uh, because his father didn't want him or something. And he got adopted by a family in Silicon Valley. So he came from Syria and maybe his path was... He didn't start with the best, the best uh, things. And that motherfucker still created fucking Apple computer and changed the universe with the iPhone, the iPad, the iMac. Apple company is now a multi-trillion dollar company. F created by a Syrian kid who was adopted. So, he's somebody who could have been there crying about what he doesn't have or where he can... No. He had the drive, he had the vision. That's it. All this to say that when, when you have the drive and you have the vision for yourself and you trust in yourself, your brother can hate you, your sister can hate you, your mom can hate you. Listen, the people who don't like me, they don't matter to me. And hopefully, uh, 
this story is, is um, inspiring you to understand that you don't listen. I don't need nobody to love myself. Trust me. Like if if I, yeah, I know my wife loves me. I love my kids love me. But if all these people were not there and I was living alone and I had nobody, I would still love myself. Because I don't, I don't put my value in the eyes of other people. My value is my value. I know what I, I know what I can do. I know what are my talent. I know that I can rap, sing, make beats, do this, talk for hours in front of a camera on on the internet. I know I can do so many things, and that's my value. And yeah, of course. I love it when my mom tells me that she loves me and that she's proud of me. I love it when my dad tell me the same thing. But if they didn't tell me this, I would find somebody else that would tell me that. And those people's opinion would be more important than the people who just out of nowhere are just hating for the sake of hating. And listen, those people who came to my house for the first time back then. Yeah, listen, I saw them one, two, three, four times. And at a point I was like, yo, fuck you guys. And yeah, I would see them in the street and yeah, cool. And I have no idea what they became, all of them. And I don't care. I have no clue. It's been 30 years. I don't think about them. And at a point, self-worth is more important than all these people outside. Anyway, it was just that. Other than that, listen, your nose is beautiful. <laughs> Les gens d'internet sont des grands rêveurs. I'm telling you, what's wrong with the people on the internet who don't properly use the internet? For real, <laughs> these people are crazy. Listen, the people on the internet, they don't know how to use the internet, and this is what makes me sometimes, yo, sometimes I'm like. How are all these people? How are all these people? They don't know how to use the internet. Oh, <laughs> Exactly. First of all, don't call Julie baby, baby. First of all. Anyway, we cannot please everybody in this world. And I don't really give a damn if family care for me. Stop calling her baby, I told you. I love myself. And you should say that too. Yeah, love yourself. Hi, is your freak gang 34? Oh my God. All the names are taken, it seems. When is Sumia going to come onto the show? That is a good question. Actually, I should call Sumi. It's been a long time I didn't talk to her. Yes. Huh? Yes, on Snapchat video call, compare weather from Paris to no snow to Canada. And we do have snow. Emmanuel, I don't understand your English. I think, I don't know what you said. <laughs> But bisous. <laughs> Emery, what up? Uh, listen, haters are amazing. Insecurity is a real big problem. You're always so inspiring. Your story too. Oh, love you too. 
haters will die haters oh no me i'm not baby meets bro haters will die haters for sure we need uh we need so that we do make listen your english was very strange on that sentence so i'm sorry <laughs> but i got what you meant yeah listen haters are fans listen i met so many people listen even in back then when i was 15 in congo uh on holiday and with little dreadlocks and rapping and being into my music and a lot of those kids from generals from uh from big shot people from yeah my my pat my, my dad's colleagues a lot of them were hating as well because they knew i was doing something that their parents wouldn't accept that they could do and a lot of them were looking at me like yeah look at this look at this we are here in the high society and you go there down there to rap with all these these roaches and i was like fuck you too yeah i like these people because they like what i like i like to sing i like to be with the people it's not a question of where you are we all humans and we all from all walks of life you're gonna have some people that are more lucky than you and you have you're gonna have some people that are more unlucky than you you're gonna have some people that are richer than you and other that are poorer than you others are prettier than you and other are uglier than you the most important is to respect one one another and if you don't find the respect in your home or in your circles you go find it somewhere else that's the way i do it if you don't respect me i i don't see why i should stay with you let me see. if you are my dad or my mom yeah i have 18 years 15 16 years to find a solution and to just wait for my time when it's time i'm out peace you might never see me again oh listen me i have some people in in my life that i don't think they'll see me again ever and if they see me after maybe 10 years now wait 20 years some of them i hope they don't come and say hi some of them some of you like don't say hi when you see me like <laughs> it's like when i said I'm done with you for life. He was for life. Other people, you know, time passed by, it changes things. But listen, if I don't smile to you and I don't come to say, oh, what up? Yeah, been a long time. Hey, the past is the past. If I don't, if I don't come to you like that, stay in your lane. <laughs> so, listen, I know at least, I know at least three people in this world. They don't want to be in front of me. And they don't want to come to talk to me because I will not see them. And it's fine. You know how many people are in this world? Seven billion. You think I'm going to care about three people? You can be my sister. You can be, listen, you can be other. Yo, 
Three people is nothing compared to seven billion people. You can go find your family and create your family uh, among the people who respect you and the people who can have conversations with you without insulting you or without belittling you. It's very important. I mean, that's my opinion. And trust me, as a wise man always said, his name was Keisha. If you don't pay my rent, you and your opinion can go fuck yourself. That's, you know, of course. Listen, but not everybody's a hater. Some people are just critics. But yeah, you always, you always will have people who, you know, it is what it is. What you're going to do? Are you trying again? I love haters. They make me work hard. Oh, that, in a better English, yeah, now I understand. <laughs> Haters that ain't nothing but an indicator, never a motivator. Speak those facts. You know how we do. Uh, anyway. Anyway, listen, I want to talk to you about um, something that I think interesting. Listen, I have a listen. I have so many subjects that I want to talk to you in uh, in Club Shada. Um, and, uh, I have a, listen, I have a bunch of, and I'm going to choose one that is, um, the state of the world in, um, 2023 onwards, where we are going. And how it's very interesting how uh, I'm not going to take positions and I don't want to take sides, right? But with everything that happened during the pandemic, uh, the last four years, I believe, have been very... Um, impactful in the way people trust the media that used to be the sources of information and the power of that the internet has taken in uh, being an alternate source of of media of information and how a lot of governments have lost control over the people. And I believe that, uh, I mean, what is a government? A government is, what is a society, I would even say? Society is when people decide to live together. Um, put 100 people in the same land. They all build their houses. Um, somebody walks in your garden. Destroy your roses. you pissed off. You guys fight. You go destroy their cabbages. They're angry. 
the wife come out with the gun, shoots you. You go to the hospital, you survive, and somebody goes to jail. And uh, there's a lot of other gardens and a lot of rose, other roses. And somebody addicts some rules. Okay, when you have a house, around the house, everybody's going to do a fence. And uh, the fence is going to be this. This is your terrain. This is yours. And now, starting now, yeah, everybody stay in their house and everybody staying in their land. So when you want to walk, you want to go somewhere. You use the street that we put between the houses, but you don't walk in their houses and you don't walk in their houses. All right? It's good. And everybody's going to start being good neighbors. And as everybody's learning, all these different rules becomes law. And that's when you form a society. And once the society have... Uh, People disagree on something and they can't agree on anything. Uh, the society, maybe the rest of the neighborhood, uh, the other 98 people will say, listen, starting now, uh, you five people are going to be judges and you guys are going to be jury. And yeah, we're going we're gonna to see the facts. And from there, the judge will take a decision and this will be the gospel. And... Uh, if everybody's following these laws and this code of conduct, we start with, we now form a society. And at a point, there's another society there and another society out there and another society there. And maybe we're in conflict or friends with them or we want to sell them something, whatever. Uh, we're not going to all go 100 people and negotiate between with the other, the other 100 people of the other society. So we elect people who represent us. And now you have a state and you have a country. Maybe our 100 people, we become the country of Shadowland. And you elect me as your leader and you trust me to take the right decisions for everybody. And everybody's taking care of their micro environments Everybody taking care of their, their little lands, the 100 lands of everybody. And my charge is to take care of the global, globality of the 100 lands and be the voice that represent all of you guys. And if I do a good job, you keep me there. If I don't, kick me out. And I guess this is democracy. And uh, the people who are yeah, the champions of democracy, he feels that they don't like to apply democracy when it comes to themselves or their countries. He feels like with the panic of the pandemic, uh, all these mandates, a lot of people for behind the excuse of wanting to do good and working for the people they took a lot of decisions without asking to the people what was their opinion and 
yeah, you, you're not going to go sit down with the 100 people. But if every 10 people or every 20 people has somebody that represents them to create a, a parliament, normally, if I take a decision that is really drastic, like, hey, everybody stay in their home because it's dangerous out there. Uh, maybe I should consult with the five people who represent the 100 people and explain to them why I'm taking this decision and give them the information. And maybe these people say, yes, do it. Or maybe they say, we don't agree. Us on the West, us two, we represent 40 people. We don't agree with what you're saying. Us we represent 60 people. Okay, let's do a vote, etc. Boom. Everybody cool. Give the information to everybody. Everybody go see their people. And everybody move together as a unit. Well, you know, all this, yeah, it works well in the fairy tales. But add a little bit of money. Add a little bit of power. Add a little bit of ego. And everybody goes crazy. And everybody thinks that they can run the world the way they want. And uh, yeah, I believe that the last four years really hurt the idea that a lot of people in a lot of countries have of the people that they elected. They believe that they elected people who don't really care about their opinions. I don't know if this will create something in the next election in different countries. It depends where you live. Uh, but I know that in France, it's people are kind of pissed off. And uh, there's been a lot of decisions taken for uh, Ukraine, for uh, the vaccines, for this and that, where the people who are taking those decisions don't want to answer to the people. And uh, listen, a lot of people are saying, yeah, listen, we do agree with supporting uh, countries that are uh, in a war. But uh, why do we support this one and not all the other ones? Just asking. People are just asking, not me. Me, I know why. But people might ask this question. And when they ask the question, the only answer they get is, how dare you? So now, people who were struggling already to make ends meet, they end up with an electricity bill that is three times what they used to pay. Maybe they, they, could, they could pay a hundred and something and it was hard. Now, the people just decided, no, nah, no, nah, starting now, you're going to pay 500 because of this, because of that, because hey, it's Ukraine and we're the forces of good. So you have, like, listen, you have to be part of it. And you're like, would they be part of it if it was for us? Like, we don't know. But you cannot even ask those questions. Like, why are we in this? Why, why nobody cares about diplomacy? Why all this? And I believe that uh, we are assisting to the the, the 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 beginning of the next this this millennium is or this next century is going to be way different than the one before because we just spent the last 80 years since the end of the the end of the second world war listen i love how they say world war when it's actually 
the Europeans between themselves and the Americans and maybe a little bit of the Asians. Like, it wasn't in Africa. Like, when they they were done, they just decided, yeah, you take this, you take this, you take, and you're like, yo. I love how when things happen to them, I mean to us, I guess I'm I'm French, but when it happens to them, yeah, it's the world, it's crazy. Oh my god, when it happens somewhere, happens somewhere else, you they're like, eh, eh. But when we give our point of view, let's say you ask somebody right now in Congo, uh, somebody who's like in in Beni, where. These guys have been suffering for 10 years, right? If you ask one of those people, hey, so what do you think about Russia, Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine? And they're going to tell you, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what you mean? Because you don't give a fuck about me. We've been dying for 10 years. Why would we give a fuck about you? It's not the same thing. We are the good people. Are you? And we can really see after one year since the the invasion of, of Russia in Ukraine, um, I believe that this whole thing started way before. Started probably uh, with the maiden accord, the, the, the even the the, the the fall of the the, the, the old government. Uh, and the CIA, the Americans, have been actively trying to do stuff in there. But that's not the point. But I believe we are now at the, the verge of a new world where, I mean, I don't, I don't believe and I hope that people are smart enough to not take us to uh, all nuclear conflict. I believe that both Russia and the U.S., um, want to just keep it in in one territory so actually the people who are suffering are the poor ukrainians the americans are just spending money and sending weapons and same as the rest as long as the conflict stays out there yeah it's kind of cynical yeah yeah you guys exterminate each other for us what's important is the business is how much is the oil where can we get the gas? That's only the only thing that matters to all these people. But what I'm seeing in a geo-strategic way is uh, the end of a monopoly on the world. The end of a, a, a unilateral world where it was just... Uh, The Occident, which was the U.S., deciding who's good, who's bad, who are the good people, who get the money from the the IMF, who who gets dollars, and when you get dollar, our dollar is the law, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You had this, and you had the European just following the, whatever the Americans said. Like we don't even have our own army to defend ourselves like to defend the borders of, of Europe. Everything is NATO, which is the US. And you now have new blocks. And we are, I think we are entering in an in a era of multi-polar uh, 
factions that might not be at war with each other and might not even not like each other. It's just that a lot of countries are fed up with the idea that the French, the, 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 the UK, the Americans are deciding who's good, who's bad, and who gets points, who gets nothing, who's called evil and gets sanctions. And when you get sanctions from the US, other countries don't have a choice. They have to follow suit because the US will tell them, hey, if you don't sanction, we'll bully you, we'll give you sanctions too. Any company that works with those people, they will not work with us, so they, won't, they will not get our dollar. And the problem is that, is that the, the dollar is the world reserve. And you cannot do a world where the world reserve belongs to one country because that country can abuse that power and use that power to control everybody. And we've seen this with Angola. Uh, Angola was just removed from the SWIFT 10 years ago and they didn't have access to dollars and no bank could exchange Kwanzaa, which is the local money. So the market and the, the, the purchasing power of Angola, the possibility to buy abroad and all those these things and to invest in other countries were just stopped when they were actually eating Portugal here. So if you are Angola, you look at this like, yo, I might not want to be part of a system where I can be removed from the system by just one country that decide. I might just decide that, yeah, listen, I want to be part of a group where, yeah, I'm using my own money. And yeah, I might not be want to be part of SWIFT anymore if it means that if I don't do what the Americans want, I can be removed from it. And I believe that we are really entering this multipolar world where you have, you're going to have like, you know, they removed Russia from SWIFT and they were saying like a year ago, uh, and they were happy to say, it, yeah, this will destroy the Russia economy. And actually, Russia economy is actually doing good. And they are surviving without being part of our monetary system. They are now having their own. So the SWIFT is, is, is a messaging that interbank messaging system, right? So it's a way to send money from places to other, but there's now there's other, there's a lot of ways to do it. You have crypto, you have this, you have that. So. The Chinese have another system that they are just using with the BRICS, Brazil, China, India, uh, Russia, South Africa. They have our own, they have their own fear of influence and the Americans and the Europeans is one, the Occident. And then you have Africa that everybody's looking at Africa and telling them, hey, follow us. And the Africans are like, well, what you mean? Well, you follow us. If not, we're going to do this. We're gonna... And people are like, yo, you've been bullying people for a long time, yo. The Africans are not sure. Some of them, yeah, listen, they want to 
work with China. Some of them, they want to work with uh, with Russia. Some of them, they they want to work. They want to work between themselves. Some of them are realizing that maybe Gaddafi was right. We should have had our own money. And when he said that, he got a missile on his face. Some people are starting to be like, yo, all the resources are here and we're poor. And the people who are corrupting our governments are saying you're poor because of your government. And you're like, well, listen, if, I, if I'm a president and I do all the things that I'm supposed to do, trust me. The Americans will do everything to remove me from power. It's simple as that. Because one of the first thing I will do is revoke all the contracts. I will check all the contracts and I will make sure that the money that is made go to the people. And I will also make sure that uh, to maybe lower the corruption, I will make sure that when some people are doing some deals, they get compensated so that people who run the country are rich enough that they don't need to be corrupted and so that the people of the country themselves are also rich enough and proud enough that they cannot be corrupted and try to raise the poverty level to to raise the sorry the the wealth level of everybody put everybody out of poverty at least everybody had water everybody has food etc but trust me when you do this some people will come and destabilize your country straight away because the instability is why they can make money listen i arrive there first thing i do no more twitter no more youtube no more this and that no more american companies running their internets here and local companies we want a local Twitter, we want a local this, we want a local that. And internet is free for everybody. So that people can be centered around their country and look, yeah, go to the internet, look for outside, look for information, look for this, but not have, and listen, I would do an African CNN that belongs to African country, that is funded by African country and is independent. But if you have these visions for yourself, by yourself, listen, you're alone in this world because there's always going to be somebody who will find a way <laughs> to put some rebels at your doorsteps to, to, even if all your government is compri comprised of millionaires, if you got America, they can just print whatever money they need. They will say, yo, yeah, you have a million, but what about having 10? How does it feel? How would it feel to have 10 or 20 or 30 million? And boom, they corrupt everybody around you. And are you alone? But I think the world is interesting. I, I believe that what is going on now is not something new. Everybody is trying to make us believe that it's a Ukraine and Russia thing. I believe it's something that is that has started way before that. I think it's something that started 20 years ago and that it takes a long time 
but it's it's been a long time that a lot of the countries are just fed up that 10% of the population which is uh it's almost 8 billion people right Europe has 400 million people America has, has 400 million people so in total the accident is 800 million people so let's say 1 billion people well there's 7 billion more people and you have 1 billion people who are telling everybody yo these are good good people these are these are the bad people we have nuclear weapon but you cannot have them we have this but you cannot do that oh yeah we polluted the world like crazy but we want africa to be green don't pollute uh but we're polluting uh hey we we want this we have that you cannot have this we decide the prices of everything in the stock market in uh, london or in new york but you guys cannot decide everything even if all the 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 the, the the resources are in your countries let us fix it and hey by the way democracy is good everybody has to have democracy even if pandemic we don't care about democracy we take decisions for our people and we have people in the european parliament that nobody voted for take decisions for everybody and yeah but you have to do democracy and we have to you have to do democracy the french way or the u.s way or the english way and we're gonna force you to do it and a lot of people are saying no bitch we are not interested because it's been a long time that those people are seeing that the 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 destruction that these people have been doing around the world a lot of people listen i'm listen I've, I've never been to iraq i don't know how it was before i'm not saying it was great before but it was worse now i've never been to libya but i heard it was I mean, it wasn't a place that i wanted to go but i think it was better than it is now where now you have all the all these the migrant stuff all these missile that you sent in the name of democracy are biting you in the ass listen uh lumumba cia panama cia ukraine cia all these people are doing a lot of things for their business to stay an hegemonic power and it's because it's an empire Occident want to stay on top of the game and all of us who are in the Occident, yeah, we are profiting from that and yeah, we want to stay on top of the game because yeah, we want to be richer, all of us. And there's 7 billion people who are like, yeah, we don't want to play the game with you anymore. And yeah, listen. We're going to have our own monetary system. We're done of the global thing because the global thing was made by you for you. Now it's going to be you want to you want to have our 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 stuff. Well, you will have to work our way with our system using our money. We don't want dollars anymore. You can pay in gold. You can pay in this and that and we will have our own little system between us and you can have yours and 
I believe that as a French person living in Portugal from African descent, I believe that Africa has a its cards to play because a lot of the listen the the Middle East they have a lot of oil and they are playing their cards right. I mean, right. I don't know if they're right, but they are playing their cards knowing their power. Um us nobody is giving us the choice because most of the time people are trying to choose and we don't even listen we don't have the maturity yet to to rethink really all of this most of the people who get in power in our countries and not all of them because it's a lot of countries with different sets of people and problems and 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 solutions but a lot of people are just selfish so people don't see the, the, those things the way i see them which is a really in a global way where it's like yo geopolitics you have to have your own power so you make sure that people will not um people will not use and abuse you and i think they got very surprised when they realized that yeah not everybody is condemning com- condemning the the invasion of ukraine by russia around the world there's like 30 countries out of 100 and something that were like we have nothing to say china has nothing to say we just everybody was like oh, abs- abs- yeah we no vote how do you say abstention a lot of people were just learned no vote for us and uh you know a lot of these people like like since when you have a voice like you know when you when you hear the journalist it's not like oh those people they don't want to agree with us it's more like hey since where since when those people why it's not cool and people are like this and it's not a question of being cool it's a question of you guys work for your own interests and you've always did it and you've been pretending all these years that you're not so we're going to start working for our own interests so you guys deal with your stuff it's not our problem in reality and we're going to deal with our stuff because we have our own problems and when you have problems you want these to be the problems of the whole world but when we have problems you don't care so it's it's I believe that um it seems and we'll see listen none of us know the future I hate all these all these commentators who are giving you the future and explaining but it feels like we are shooting ourselves in the foot it feels like it but only the future will tell and to conclude about this subject that I think is very interesting uh I would tell you a story about uh me arriving in the zoo market. I probably told it before, but I learned a lot about politics and geopolitics not by watching my parents, but just by being in the zoo market. When I arrived in the zoo market, everybody was saying, "Oh, it's amazing, fresh blood. Oh, he's African, so he's going to have new ideas. He's going to take us to somewhere different. The guy's cool, blah 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 blah. Oh, he does he does zoo plus R&B plus rap. Ah. Oh, well, you know, and everybody was looking at me like from the side being like oh it's cute whatever but nobody ever thought that from 98 
to 2003. So in a short five years, I would be on the top of the Zook game. I would not only with my own songs, my first three albums sell more than everybody and just arrive at Kassav level, but at the same time, uh, I would also produce other artists that would that were not even from the West Indies, like Sumia or Elisio and or Mika Mendes, Ludi Johnson, uh, uh, help uh, create hits for Nelson Freitas, George Chiquat Pedro, etc., etc. Nobody thought that in five years I would be on the top of the game. Soon as I was on the top of the game, ooh, the friendship start changing and a lot of people started being scared of me and me i was like we're still friends right and everybody was like yeah yeah <laughs> but it started having a lot of conspiration and a lot of desire for me to be taken down and to take all the artists that were working for me and bring them back to the different labels in section zook etc and put me on the side and me i was like i don't understand what did i do the same people who tell you bro you amazing you're gonna revolutionize music are the same people who are angry at you because you did exactly that you revolutionized music now these people, they hurt because you did what they could not do. So now they're hating. And you're like, but you said I was gonna, why are you angry that I'm, you are the one saying that I would do it. Now that I did it, you pissed off. And then you start realizing that you believe that you in the music market, it's art, everybody love each other, kumbaya. No, 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 no. There's a lot of ego involved and there's a lot of money involved. When you sell 80,000 copies of the first free album you release on your label, you generate 800 thousand euros a lot of people that generated 50,000 100,000 that year you generated 800,000 all of a sudden you are dangerous because you take all the money they believe that is their money and now you start hearing stuff like yeah that's not real Zook because you're African. And me, I'm like, I never said this was real Zook. This is Zook and hip hop and R&B mixed together. This doesn't even have a name. Yeah, but this is our music. Fuck you. And you start having like those passive aggressive things all the time because you are becoming too powerful. And the people who invest the money, they want to invest everything in you because you are powerful, you fast, and you make 
albums for nothing because you make the beats, you make the bass, you 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 write the songs with the artists, you there, you supervise everything. What they need a team of 10 people to do, you can do it yourself. So now you are a problem for those 10 people because you are actually taking their place and everybody's scared for their place. So the legacy players who were really encouraging you, telling you, yeah, go ahead. Those people are now like, yo, this. Somebody's going to stop this guy. And so they start going to the DJs and you have to stop playing his music. They go to the radios and you have to stop playing his music and the music of his people. They go to the clubs. You have to stop hiring this guy. The answer of the DJs. The music is too good and it's too popular. I cannot stop playing. The radios, he's number one. I cannot stop playing Candy Zook. The clubs, what you mean? Stop hiring him to perform. I hired him in my club five times in a row. The last 10, the last five Saturdays. I remember it was a club called La Cinquième Dimension probably had like 500 to a thousand people in the club i don't remember they hired me five saturdays in a row it was packed every time packed even people that came the saturday before they would come again and the club were like sorry the club is full but i came last week and i could not enter you have to arrive earlier and I would come, perform, see the same people and not understand. We are in 1998. And now, 2001, nobody ever did opening in Paris in the, in the Zenith, which was the big club. Nobody ever did the opening for Kassav. Never. And they asked me to open their big show. So I'm the first ever artist to open in Paris, at least on the, the that big stage in there, that the, that specific show of Kassav, I was one of the first artists to be invited to open for them in '99 or 2000. I don't remember when it was. And now a lot of people are saying, "Yo, why him?" I don't know. I didn't ask for all of this. All I did was do my job. And I do my job well. I'm good at what I do. And I trust that the people who like my music enjoy my music. And a lot of people, they were just trying to destroy this because it meant for them that whatever they were doing without working right, they were, they were making money, so they didn't want to change anything. Everybody was chilling with their laurels, and I arrive out of nowhere, and nobody's seen me coming and disrupt the whole business. So everybody was pissed off. And time goes by, time goes by. We are now in 2021. So 20 years have passed, more. 
24, 24 years have passed. And all these people, you know, they were, they're happy now. I'm not in France anymore. I'm not in the market anymore. So everything is clear. They can go back to do their thing. I'm in Portugal. So yeah. What I heard was that yeah, a lot of people that, yeah, he finally fell off. <laughs> and then something happens on TikTok. Something going on makes 2.4 billion views on TikTok. 800,000 confirmed videos created on TikTok all around the world. From China to Indonesia to France to Brazil to the US. The song just explodes. And all of these people are like, it's him again. Yeah, bitches. It's me again. Anyway, what time is it? Let me go to sleep, y'all. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, it's always great to have conversations with you guys. If you enjoy the conversation, put me a bunch of unicorns in the chat. I hope everybody put their likes. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it was a cool, inspiring conversation. Where are we? Pourquoi les haters sont toujours vilains et font toujours les vilaines choses? Well, wasted energy. Uh, for real, for real. Um, damn, even me, I don't give a, I don't give them. I was born in the country with civil war that lasted almost 27 years and I lost my youth friends. So fuck what's happening now telling you I'm telling you M. Jizzle was good hope you're doing good and the kids are good yeah the chat is alive bro uh, yeah that's a good question that's a good question Sonia Daw, what up, brother? Hope you're doing good. They weren't saying that mess in the club the night before, though. Telling you. It is, always have been. It's him again. Listen, I'm going to play a track that starts with It's Us Again. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you one thing that is so funny now, right? Uh, so it's been a few years now that I don't really do shows anymore. Uh, it's just the market, pandemic, etc. happened. And uh, people don't call me that much. Uh, listen, I played everywhere for a long time. And I believe that there's a 
time for everything. I believe that there's a time for the new generation to be there. And me as the generation, I, even two generations before, me trying to be in the market is actually taking the space for the kids to play. So I let the kids play. It's the time for the Ayanakamura, the Dajus, all these people. When I was their age, I was running around everywhere performing. And the goal is to not just be there doing the same thing. The goal in life is to elevate to different things. Lucky for me, I elevated to different things. I do my little show on YouTube. My YouTube channel pays my rent, pays everything I need, the school of my kids, etc. Plus, I got on Spotify. You know my business. I don't need to do shows. But a lot of these people that don't hire me to perform, right? Sometimes they call. Hey, you know, long time we didn't see Keisha. We would love to have Keisha this place or that place. And when I tell them the price, because my price is the price of diamond now. I've been in this game for a long time. I've been performing for a long time. I took a lot of economic flights, going to places, being in bar hotels for a long time because I believe that I was working and creating the brand, right? Now that the brand is created, the brand is strong, the brand is respected, the music is legendary, the artist is legendary. Today's price is not the same as 20 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago nice premium and i don't travel economic to go to work because it hurts my back and so when you give these when you give these uh you give what you what you want to promoters instead of saying Oh, I would love to have you, but it's a little too much. So, hey, listen, thank you so much. Maybe another time. These people get disrespectful. Hey, come on, man. It's just Keisha. What? How much? Hey, who does he think he is? Oh, it's just... A... Oh, yeah, I would pay, but not for Keisha. Not that much. Yeah, um, uh, Keisha, yes, but I'm not paying business class tickets because uh, I had such and such or such and such from his generation and they only cost me 500. So, no, I'm I'm not going to pay him like 10 times the price or this or that and also business class tickets and four-star hotels. Like, no. And I'm like, so I tell my my agent, why are these people calling? What do they want? Like, I didn't say, hey, I want to perform. You called saying we would love to have you. We're doing an old school party. We're doing a remember the time. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's just here in Portugal. I don't care. Even if I have to perform in my street, if you wanted me to leave my house to go work, 
It's not the price of 10 years ago. You can double that. And it's not that much still. And listen, I understand. You can't pay. You don't have enough people. Oh, my place only has 100 people. So call somebody else. Oh, no. They call you. And then after that, they will insult you as a negotiation tactic. They want to insult you. And me, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm good. If I do one show every year, it's enough for me. Because I'm lucky enough that I worked hard to create a catalog so that I don't need to perform anymore. And I'm selling NFTs. Last year, I sold for $250,000 of NFTs. So I just unlocked something else. So actually, I paid my rent for the next one year already. I'm good. And I invested a lot of that money in crypto, in this, in that, in art, in stuff that maybe tomorrow will explode, you never know. I'm just doing what I do, Create, preparing the future. So, if you, you don't want, what a, if you don't want to pay me to leave my house and leave my family and go perform, it's okay. I don't have a problem. So that was last year. And a lot of people were very aggressive, very like, hey, who you think you are? Who, you th who does he think he is? So they're telling this to my agent. Yo, Bruno, your boy, who does he think he is asking for these prices? And Bruno tells them, that's his prices. He doesn't need to perform. He doesn't care. It's like, yeah, but we had this person and that person. And, and it's like, yeah, but this is Keisha. This is Keisha you're talking about. He's different. Listen, every time that we have a, an artist here, big, big artist, amazing girl. Her name is Blaya. I co-wrote in her album, I don't know, five, five to seven songs. I don't remember. Plus, I did songs for Anselmo. Plus, I have songs for Nelson Freitas, George, Siquat Pedro. Every time these people perform, I make money. Because when you're performing in a venue, in a festival with 10,000 people, the festival has to pay a certain amount of money to the copyright society. The copyright society will see everybody that is in the lineup and, and everybody has to give the songs that they are playing. So, Blaya sings five songs. Uh, maybe in those five songs, I wrote two or three. Anselmo will sing five songs. I wrote that one song that he performs all the time. Nelson Freitas will do five songs. I wrote two of his biggest hits. Rebound Chick, uh, Deeper. Judge will do five songs. I did Close Your Eyes. He usually does it in his show. That's a festival lineup. Buraka Son System, for example, I wrote two songs here. I got this. Sumia's performing somewhere. I wrote songs for her too. Trace TV is playing all the 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 the, the, the generic the 
the teams that did for their 12 channels every day. You make money from that too. So it means that every free month, when I receive the list of all the shows that have been done in the world, all these people that are performing are working for me because I might, I might make 100, 100, 100 euros or 50 euros, whatever it is, from every show that all of these people do. So at the end of every free month, I make money from all these people performing around the world. Plus, I make money from the YouTube channel. Plus, I make money from my Spotify, my catalog. Plus, I make money from Sumia catalog, Elysio catalog, all these catalogs that I own. So, do I need to perform? No. Do I want to perform? Not really. Do I like performing? I love it. But do I feel like I want to perform when I'm 70? Hell no. I want to do other things. Maybe I want to be in a movie. Maybe I want to write a movie. Maybe I want to invest in a series. Maybe, yo. Maybe my life doesn't end with performing and singing songs. Maybe look at 50 Cent producing a whole universe of series. Like maybe I want to do an African novella based on All these things I've seen in my life, like those, maybe I want to do a novella about music. Maybe I want to do documentaries about Kizomba. If you want to do all these things that are just being an ambitious person that just want, don't want to stop where you guys see me. You guys maybe see me here. Maybe I see myself here and maybe I still have places to go after that. So... To clear your mind from those things, maybe, yeah, I don't want to go perform, take a plane, go somewhere, uh, stay two days, prepare the show, do the show, take another plane, come back. You lose three, four days. I need to be here doing this show twice a week. This is what I'm building now. And I need my mental space to be free to build those things that I'm building now. My NFT business my 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 podcast so so to me you know people don't call i don't really care people call and they are unrespectful i don't really care either but then something going on explodes everybody's falling and whining and doing all these different like there's 10 different uh all these 10 different uh, trends number one trend on tiktok worldwide 2.4 billion views in one year and 800,000 videos So me, I'm like, that's cool because the money I'm making already has been multiplied by two. I can't complain. It means that I was already making the same as if I was performing every week. I was already making the same amount of money. But now it's been multiplied by two. So now it's as if I was making two or three shows every week. 
and I'm still in my living room chilling. But all these people who were calling last year and being disrespectful, you know what they're doing right now? <laughs> yes, hello, yes. Um, what is the price for the show? Are you on me now? No, no. Yeah, it's the same price as last year. Yeah, yeah. We are willing to pay now. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two business class tickets. Yes. And two hotel rooms. Yeah, we are willing to pay. You know what I told my agent? All the people from last year who've been talking slick, add a thousand euros to all the prices just for these people. Okay, you're being petty. Fuck yeah, I'm being petty. And yes, I don't need you. Yes, I don't need your shows. Especially that one. There's one guy from London. Yes, last year he called saying, uh, okay, he wants he wants to, to have me for his show. And then uh, for three months, he keeps saying that, yeah, 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 I'm going to send the 50% soon. And at a point he tells us, yeah, you know, I talked to my team and yeah, we don't want this artist. He's not bankable. It doesn't. We're not gonna make money. And I'm like, all right, peace. Oh, this one called like. He sent a message again like two weeks ago. Yeah. I have the money. I listen. I can even send you a hundred percent of the money. Uh, can Can you give me a date? Oh, listen, we told him, nah, for you, it's a special price. For you, I said, add a thousand and five for him. And so he asked us, he asked my agent, so why are you doing this? Like, we we agreed to a pri price last year. My agent said, yeah, 2022 was a price. 2023 is a different price. And so that guy started crying and he said, yeah, so why are you guys doing like this? So I said, listen, tell this guy. So usually I let my agent do their thing, right? But on this particular guy, I told my agent, tell him that just him, I want this amount and I don't want 50%. I want 100% paid the day that he wants to, re to, 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 to reserve the show. And I don't care and fuck him. And he's like, so you, you guys really don't want to work with me. I said, no, we don't. We don't because it's a question of respect. I'm not being petty because I have a hit. I've been having hits for 25 years. And the thing is this. We are performers. We are actors. We are rappers, zook artists, strippers, whatever we are. Right? It's a relation of respect. We need your place to go perform for our public. But you need us to make our public come to your place. So it's a symbiotic relationship. And if you don't respect me when my, my, uh, my actuality is, is low or I don't have, maybe you say you think I don't have a hit, whatever, whatever is your reason, or maybe you're just negotiating, you can negotiate with respect saying, hey, listen, Hey, you know, it's London. Uh, listen, can you remove 500 from the price? And 
the show in Canada, I asked for a price and they asked me, uh, hey, listen, we are willing to give you two business class tickets. Uh, can you remove a thousand from the price? I told them, yeah, cool. Cool. Long time I haven't been in Canada. Cool. I will actually take all the money from this show and uh, I will pay for my kid's school. I will pay the whole the whole year um, of uh, maybe it's too much. Maybe I'll pay the I mean the the remaining six months of the year. It's probably gonna yeah yeah. It might be that price. I'll just pay that with that money because I I don't really I don't need that money for anything specific. So I'm using that money to save myself headache for kids school etc etc. And those people were very respectful. They're very professional. They asked me, hey, can you reduce the price you're asking by a thousand? I said, okay, cool, but you have to send me 50% tomorrow. And you know what? An hour later, I had 50%. So Canada confirmed 29th of April. Thank you guys. Can't wait to see you when I arrive there. I know that when I arrive, I will get the other 50% before going on, on stage because those people are professional. I worked with them before and they were respectful. Those, some of these other guys, yo, they believe that we are at their service. No, we are not at your service. So listen, if you're an artist and you're starting now, didn't I say that show was over? If you're an artist and you're starting now, trust me, the best thing you want to do for yourself is invest in your freedom. Invest in the possibility of saying no. That's the most important thing you can do in life. Being able to say no. No, I don't want to do it. I remember Bruno, uh, my agent, uh, talking to one person in Angola, I think. And the guy's like, oh, oh poor Keisha. Oh, Nelson Freitas is performing all the time. Siquatro is performing. George is performing. Everybody's performing. Keisha's not performing. And Bruno replies, Keisha doesn't need to perform. He actually makes as much money as his friends from home. And he does other things. He has his show on YouTube generating money. He has this. He has his sponsorship. He has all his different businesses that are still in music but outside of performing that are generating the same amount of money as his friends. And his friends are tired. He's not. And uh, the guy replied, no, he's an artist. He has to perform. They need it. And I was like, what? So like if you're a cook at a restaurant, you need to cook all the time. What if you decide that you don't want to be a cook anymore and now you want to be a trader or now you want to do parachute or maybe you open all your restaurants and they are generating money. You, you teach your five cooks, you put them in your five restaurants. The restaurants are working. You don't need to do anything anymore. So now you invest your money maybe in, in, in apartments or in, in your country, or in plantation, or something. Or just in time. Time to see your kids grow. 
No, these people just believe that, yeah, all we can do is sing and that's all we know to do. Huh. So for those people, yeah, call. I got things to tell you. <laughs> ah. This show is brought to you by Shadow Where the Gods of Good Fortune. It is 2 a.m. and 40 minutes. I've been, oof, I did two hours. But yeah, all this to say, know your value. Exactly. Know your value. I hope you enjoy the show again. Put some fire in the chat if you enjoy it. You're going to the anniversary of your sister. Ah, lovely. See, she knows already. Fire in the chat. Fire in the chat. Fire in the chat. Great and inspiring conversation. Knowing your worth, Julie, is the most important thing in this life. If you don't know your worth, you're always going to let other people destroy it for you or define it for you. You have to define it yourself. People still want to see you performing. Yeah, I'll, I'll perform. Don't worry. Uh, at, at a point, I'll just do my show myself. I'll just find a place, rent a place, take some DJs, take some security, and take some promoters and tell them, hey, how much to, to create my show? Huh? What? We don't. Yeah, how much to do my show? Uh, we need, uh, I don't know, uh, security, this, 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 maybe 2,000. I 2,000, create a show for me. That's what I will do when I want to perform. And I'll just come, say, um, yeah, open the doors for may maybe guest list only. I only want like this amount of girls, this amount of guys, this type of people. Show only for guests, free drinks. And I'll come sing my song with pleasure and then go back home. And I'll be happy because probably the 2,000 euros that it cost me by the time I come to the show, they would have come back from all my investments that I'm doing right now. And I will sing for the pleasure of singing, which is what I do now. I do I do songs all Fridays for the pleasure. I don't actually need to do them. Listen, freedom, freedom. Gems, 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 gems. It's like CC investment. Eventually, something is going to blow up. Exactly. Yes. Ah, le trocage. J'habitais à la muette juste à côté. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the show. As always, um, everybody that is here in the chat. So it's very interesting. I see something that uh, is interesting that I would like to change a little bit in the channel. A lot of people come in the chat when I'm live, but I don't see them in the comments in the channel. There's a bunch of people who comment on the channel all the time. But look, when I go to my YouTube comment, let me put you on the spot. When I go to my YouTube comments, right? Let me go to my YouTube comments. Where are they? Content comments. You see, when I go to my YouTube comments, I don't see you guys. Everybody calling my, my Kizomba song a compa. Okay, cool. I understand. We have, it's a compa version. It's a compa extended. There's some compa elements. So a lot of people are there. A lot of people are coming to something going on. One Love 2023, we are here. No, it's not Siren Desil. It's not Sabrina Zuklov. 
Music Love, it's not Emery, it's not Julie, it's not Yannick Barbosa, it's not Black Free Thinker. No, you guys are not commenting on the videos. So, here's your homework. Your homework, soon as this live is ending, right? Your homework is to go to my channel and go find one video, the one you want. Just go to the channel, first video you see. Maybe the last vlog, maybe uh, a clip from the last episode of Club Shada with Bonnie, something. Go leave a like and leave a comment. This will help with YouTube algorithm. If you could do that, I would love it. I do what I can. Thank you so much, Julie. You are a queen yourself. Never forget that. I'm going to leave you with a track called... Um, let me see. I'm going to leave you with a track from my album, It's a Love. And it's actually one of my favorite tracks that I did. It's called Heartbeat. And... Uh, yeah, it's just it's just one of my favorite. I think it's my favorite track in this album, or one of my favorite tracks. It's really a track that I really love, and um, it's that track where I was still rapping, but I was starting to to sing inside of the auto tune and say that maybe there was something in there. Actually, all the singing you hear in that album is actually demos that I was doing for the other guy that was supposed to sing. So he knew what to do. And we ended up just keeping that. And uh, that's how we had that song. So, Shada Gang, don't forget for those who live in Canada that I will perform April 29 in Canada, in Montreal. So uh, uh, I know that uh, Dahlia, Joel, uh, Mountain, you are not exactly there, but I would love to do a club shout out with everybody, like maybe in a bar, maybe in my hotel room, or maybe in my hotel lobby, something. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of something that we could do where everybody's there and we do maybe club shout out with a live public, I mean, you guys, like with some of the guys from Club Shada and I just bring my my mic, my camera and we just rock it all together. So let's think about it. We'll have like two months to think about it. So those who will be in Montreal at that time, let's do a, a I would love to do a Club Shada with everybody. Like a, it would be a meetup, I guess. Uh, and I, maybe I'll see with the organization of the show if maybe we can uh, do it where the show is happening, etc, etc. So Anyway, and is of course uh, those who are in Montreal, um, I will try to see if I can invite a few of the a few of you guys, one, two, three people, uh, to come see the show as well. Of course, so Emmanuel, I know you're gonna come. You know you you are my guest. Of course, uh, I want I want to have my my gang with me. All right, I'm leaving you with the song. Uh, heartbeat from my album uh, It's a Love that came out 20 years ago in 2003. 
Shara gang, peace out. Give it to me, give it to me